0: welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Wraith. It is Sunday night, which means it is me and Miss Blades. How are you, Holly?
1: I'm good, how are you? Apart from that journey yesterday, of course.
0: Well, just speaking before we came on air, uh, we're both frozen to the bone and absolutely knackered, weren't we?
1: Yeah, definitely. The train was certainly testing a few people's patience, I think.
0: There's no doubt about that. Uh, Speaking of the train, we've got to say a big, big thank you to... Milligan's Bakery. And the reason we are going to say thank you to them, Holly, is why?
1: Milligan's were kind enough to gift us with some food after we give them a little bit of a shout out when we um, tried the kebab pasty. Well, when Steve tried the kebab pasty. So they gave us a big selection of food to try. Definitely more than we could manage. So we we're happy to share that out with a few people on the train as well.
0: Yeah, thank you Milligans, Um, thank you for reaching out and, and it's just nice to know that we've got people far and wide who watch the show But a good local business like Milligans, big thank you to them They have got uh, their festive range, which is back on So uh, give that uh, a look uh, in your local Milligans shop And uh, they have got a sharing box, which is quite a novel idea uh, Savory sausage roll, mini mince pie, quiche, a selection of sandwiches And then for your sweet, a selection of caramel squares, rice buns, donuts, and shrewsbury biscuits. Uh, Just call your Milligan store. And, uh, yeah, that's a little bit of free advertising for you, just as a thank you, really, from me and Holly. And uh, I didn't have the kebab pasta yesterday. I stuck with it. Good old-fashioned cheese and onion, which was my favourite. And I know your dad went for the corned beef, I think, which, uh, again, you know, was nice. But very nice. Thank you for doing that. And I know there was a lot of happy Newcastle United supporters who uh, we shared that with yesterday. So thank you uh, a lot for that. Um, OK, apart from the trip down there, which was a bit of a nightmare, and we've got to say Eleni got were there, um, it was an hour late with train. Uh, Well, an hour and five minutes late departing uh, Newcastle. Um, Obviously, then those who decided to get on the Doncaster train got to Doncaster and then got on the train and obviously had standing room only. Um, But we got there, we got out to London and and we we managed to get across and only missed five minutes of the game. So we can still give a really good account of what we thought of it. Um, What was your take on the game itself, Holly?
1: First half, I thought was good. Very, very promising. You were starting to think maybe we can manage to get something out of this game. My prediction was actually 2-0, but I thought the first half we were going to be a lot more poor than we did. Um, Yeah, so that was quite promising. But then the second half, ultimately, I was starting to worry because, you know, when you haven't scored a goal, that Arsenal are more likely to come out on the front foot in the second half. And they did do that. We weren't the greatest. I thought Martin Dubravko was fantastic. He definitely kept the score down. It probably could have been three or four nil if he wasn't in the goal. Um, The defence did improve a lot. The midfield was decent, but ultimately it was the tackle that led us down this week so I think that was opposite of the Brentford game because it was obviously the keep and the defence that led us down and then this week I felt it was more the attack I thought Wilson wasn't really in the game at all ESM wasn't really in the game either um, substitutions weren't very effective and ultimately I just think we found it very very difficult to break Arsenal down
0: Who was your man of the match Holly?
1: Man of the match, probably Martin Dubravka. Um, close second, Emil Kraft. I think Kraft was also very, very good. Didn't really put a foot wrong. Went in for every kind of tackle. Very solid at the back. Um, but Martin Dubravka it was fantastic to see him back in. Just, he really, really does remind you why he's so important in that side. He's absolutely class. I think every save that he made was perfect. Um, of course, we did concede two goals, but he couldn't really do much more about it. And I think he definitely does deserve to stay in that team because he's head and shoulders above Carl Darlow.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, you know, people had mixed opinions on Dubravka, people blaming him for goals, etc. But ultimately, you've got to remember what he what he did in that first half. I mean, we went in half-time nil. nil He pulled off some really good saves and, and that was his first game back. I thought he deserved man of the match. Don't think there was anybody head and shoulders above him on the, on the pitch. I thought Shelby... Probably put in another decent shift, probably wasn't as good as the the week before, uh, but we were playing Arsenal, at Arsenal, um, but he had a a really good shot on goal, not once but twice, Um, he was tracking back again, I thought ASM was fairly uh, redundant, didn't get a great deal of the ball when he got it, he wasted it, Um, I thought Richie was poor, not very often I'm going to say that, but I thought Richie was poor again, not his preferred position. Uh, he's, he, you know, he just doesn't play well there. Um, and I, I think he let himself down, obviously, was substituted. Um, back four, obviously, back four, defence th- three, the back was started with. Um, Shaw had a better game, um, but I thought LaSalle's, again was poor. And I genuinely feel um, Fraser, there's a player in there. I think Fraser certainly was. You know, given the ball a lot yesterday. Um, Eddie Howe clearly knows him from his time at Bournemouth, and I feel as he was—he's been given a, you know, given a bit of a new lease of life. Callum Wilson, he's going to have good days. He's going to have bad days. Didn't really get the service. Didn't get the chances. And I felt he could have stayed on his feet. We had a really good view. Holly didn't where we were standing of um, Callum Wilson coming through, and I felt he went to ground just too easily. I think he probably could have stayed on his feet and at least got a shot away. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. I know a few people are calling for a penalty, but I think ultimately he just went down far too easily. Um, and he, he shouldn't really have done that. He could have had a shot and we would have been more likely to score. But yeah, he has been very, very isolated with Callum Wilson. It is disappointing to see. Our has always been very poor now for weeks and weeks. I can't even think to when it dates back to, but I think for a long time he's been poor. Um, and ultimately, I just think he's not getting that service and the system we're playing isn't really suiting him. It's a question, and then what are you going to do to try and sort that out? Which I think is our biggest problem.
0: Yeah, he needs some help up there. Joe Linton, again, uh, you know, impressive in fits and starts, but again, they're just not, nah, you know, not not doing it for me. And yeah, I mean, again, let's not get let's not get too down here. This was Arsenal away. Anything was a bonus, I, I, and I know me and you had a laugh yesterday because you're saying, "Oh God, you're you're, you're always optimistic." You got the scoreline right. You said it was going to be two nil. Um, you know, I, I just try to keep myself in a happier place as far as Newcastle's concerned, and and, and try to be optimistic. And you know, I'll, I'll do the same for these next two games coming up this week, which I'm sure I will talk about. But um, yeah, I've been there, done it, got the t-shirt. I've been negative, and it, it doesn't make watching Newcastle any more enjoyable if you if you if you you know if you if you feel as if you're going to get beat every week. So I just go with a newfound optimism, hoping that something's going to happen. Um, God, this week's so important. We'll come to that though. Let's go to the questions. Let's go to the chat. Let's get you involved. Tom Dixon says, "With Lascelles being suspended for the next game, who would you have in to replace him? Not the only person, of course, but I mean, you know, we had players who went in on bookings yesterday, but yeah, Lacelles is going to miss one match suspension. Who would you have in, Holly?
1: Frederico Fernandez, easy choice for me. Um, hasn't been in the side for quite a long time, but I think he's a fantastic centre back, and I think he'd play well with Fabian Shaw as well if he stays in the team." Yeah,
0: I, I would agree with you. I personally feel that um, Fernandez is the only choice. But what on earth has gone on? What has happened at the club which has prevented him from playing? I really do not understand why he's not getting a game. Um, next week will be important. Tuesday will be important. Let's see whether he's involved. Um, if not, we need some kind of explanation from the club as to why he's not getting the game, I think. Same with Dwayne Gale. Why is he not involved? Um Please answer on a postcard uh, Somebody at NUFC Tom says, evening Glad you made most of the game Oh, Tom, yes, I remember you saying yesterday He was on the platform, same as uh, me at Newcastle He decided they were about to turn and go Uh, Decided the bailout at Durham It was seemingly like it would be massively late Oh well, got a full refund on the train tickets at least Yeah, sorry to say that Tom Um, It was a decision everybody had to make As I say, people jumped on the Doncaster train Got the Doncaster I certainly wouldn't have done that because, obviously, we could have been stuck there. And I wasn't staying in London like some of my mates were, um, who had a great night, by the way. God, the message group's been quite hilarious watching that. Um, but, yeah, it's yeah, it, it's down to personal choice. And at least you've got your money back on the train. Uh, Oliver says, hopefully, that was the last game for the Cells. Um, I think there's a lot of people who would agree with you. Um, I don't think it will be, though. But, um, yeah, let's hope whoever comes in on Tuesday... Um, does well, we'll get three points and we can take that into the game on Saturday and you can do the same and then it's gonna give anyhow some some serious uh you know questions, I guess. I think it's time to get eleven new men and seven new subs, says Private Eye. Wow. Um, I don't think things are that bad, but it's bad. I don't think it's that bad. Would you? Would you go as far as getting a brand new team, Holly?
1: In time, yes, but in the short term, I think the team is good enough to stay up. And I think we've seen an instant improvement since Eddie Howes came in. I just think we really need to prioritise getting someone that can support Callum Wilson and obviously get a couple of defenders in to strengthen the back four or five or whatever we decide to play.
0: You think this team's good enough to stay up? Yeah. With a few additions, yeah. With a few additions, OK. Yeah, I would I, I would agree. But again, you know, it's another question, Mark. You know, how much are we going to be spending? Are we going to be going for loans? Are players going to want to come to Newcastle um, if they're in the bottom three still by by the turn of the year? Uh, lots of unanswered questions. Uh, Oliver? Oliver? We're always harsh on players if they don't pull their weight. In fact, some things we get hammered for being too harsh on this show. But yeah, we, we you know, I don't think, I don't think we give a, an unfair assessment. And um, again, it's all about opinions. That's what it's all about. And uh, you know, nobody's opinion is right. Um, you know, it's 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 all about opinions. That's what makes it interesting. That's why people watch. Darren Cowan says watching yesterday was like Bruce was still there. Seen this on Twitter as well. The sooner January comes, the better. And get some quality defenders in. I think it's a bit unfair because I think there's definitely signs of improvement. Not massive. We still got beat. We still haven't won a game in the Premier League. But there are small signs of improvement in certain areas. Fitness, Holly.
1: Yeah, I do agree. I think there's definite signs of improvement. I mean, I said to you that 2-0 was my positive prediction, and I wasn't even lying seeing that because 2-0. It's not that bad of it. Obviously, it's a defeat and we need results, but it's not like we're getting absolutely thrashed. Whereas I think under Steve Bruce, it probably would have been four or five nil. And I think that's the difference. I do think we've had that bit of a lift. Um, the players are stepping up and performing a lot more. John Joe Shelby's a prime example. So I think it will take time, but I think we have seen improvement. And I certainly don't think it was like Steve Bruce was still in the dugout.
0: No, oh, me neither. Um, I, and, there's, and it's a big relief off the pitch as well, isn't it? I mean, yesterday, and it was bitterly, bitterly cold. Um, I mean, I had a bit of frostbite when I got in last night. I was that, I was that cold. My feet never really recovered, um, you know. But it, that's part and parcel of going on the road with with Newcastle United. Um, but yeah, I think there was a it was just a lot better atmosphere in the away end as well, wasn't it? You know, people were singing, they were keeping the team going and, you know, um, Eddie Howe's Black and White Army got a a big errand on more than one occasion. Gary Speed got a, uh, you know, a posthumous um, song uh, right at the start of the the game, you know, Speedo, Speedo was echoing around the Emirates and, um, yeah, all in all, um, a very cold but a very energetic and supportive support on the road yesterday.
1: Yes, it's very refreshing to see. Of course, Mike Ashley's last game was the Wolves away game. I think that was one of the worst atmospheres in a long time. Yeah, by your face there, it says it all. Horrendous, flat, it was just a miserable day, but... Despite the results, despite the fact that we're bottom of the league, the fans are still very much behind the team, which is exactly what we need. You would have thought at full time we were the ones that were winning 2-0 because the Arsenal fans, they left early, they weren't singing. One of their players came over at one point encouraging them to sing. Gabriel. We outsung, yeah, we outsung the whole of the Emirates. So I think that's all you need to say.
0: Yeah, it was great. Good, good to be part of that yesterday. And um, I think it just made it all the more interesting, Just just you know, well, just, just showing how well everybody worked together. On and off the pitch, you know, there's a connectivity again. The team and the, the supporters feel connected, and I think that can only be a, a positive as we move forward. Oliver says, "How was the journey home? Oh wow, um, so much to tell you, and so short a time to tell you. Um, how much of the first half did you miss? And seems like it was a waste of journey. We only missed five minutes. We did anyway. Uh, we were quite, we, you know, we knew where we were going, when we got there, so it was it was quite easy. Um, five minutes we missed. The journey home." Um, it was interesting to say the least. We had uh, we had uh, police on a doncaster trying to uh, trying to evict some Newcastle fans who, um, you know, who sat in a seat. Uh, in was the sat in first class because the. They said they were told to sit in first class by the person on the train that they came down in because they've had such a bad experience coming down. Whether it was true or not, I don't know. But maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But the police came on. They were going to evict them. Instead, they moved them down to uh, to, to standard class. Then we had a load of Sunderland fans on because Sunderland fans were playing Cambridge. Um, I didn't see any of them. I know Holly did. But uh, yeah, Sunderland fans on. And then there was trouble uh, between uh, Barnsley fans and somebody. There was Barnsley who were playing Peterborough, uh, yeah, Barnsley were playing Peterborough, I think, and we had some bashing of bashing of the, the roof of the train. Uh, so, yeah, all in all, for Holly, it was a bit of a nightmare. Um, I was sitting at the company I was at the end of the train, um, just chatting away to the like-minded Newcastle fans about Newcastle United. We were reminiscing about the 1980s and I had a great, great time with um, a guy called Steve and his two sons who were coming back for the match. And we were just chatting about days gone by. And then we we're joined by a, a guy who was sitting behind us who'd been to a lot of the games that we all were talking about. So yeah, it, it was it was all right. The journey back was all right. What about you, Holly?
1: The journey back was awful. <laughs> to say the least, I couldn't wait to get off the train. I think it must have been about half an hour before we're due to get off the train, and I was just stood at the door waiting to get off. It was horrible. <laughs> like just absolute hell. That's all I could say. <laughs>
0: Yes, uh, yeah, it was it was a bit of a nightmare. We, we, the good thing is we were sitting together on the way down, so we got to share the Milligans. But we, um, yeah, on the way back it was a bit of a nightmare. So, uh, yeah, never mind. The next three away games that we got booked up, uh, which is of course Leicester, Liverpool, and Everton, as I tweeted earlier. Uh, your dad's got his cassette deck ready. We've got Jimmy Nail primed. We've got your yeah, mum's festive sandwiches all ready to go. Yeah, we're looking forward to three away trips and won't have to worry about uh, won't have to worry about trains.
1: Thank God for that, but I'm not looking forward to the songs, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> Dave Harrison says, Will anyhow bring back Fernandez? And who do you think will replace Richie? Richie, of course, is going to miss out as well. We've covered the Fernandez uh issue, and, and we both think Fernandez would be the natural replacement. We we'll hope he is. What about Richie? How do you see that panning out? Are we? I mean, is, I guess Dummett might be fit. I, I doubt it though. Um Lewis, do you think he's going to get a chance? Who, who, would you, who would you like to see in there? Who do you think will come in?
1: Yeah, I think Jamal Lewis has to be the only choice, really, because Paul Dummett probably would have been my preferred player, but he's still struggling with fitness. So Jamal Lewis will have to come in. and um, Maybe then they'll have to change to a back four, because I think with, a, obviously, like three centre-backs and two wing-backs, I think that leaves us very exposed. And Jamal Lewis likes to get up the pitch as just as much as he does defend. And so... I think that that would kind of leave us vulnerable at the back, which is the last thing we need, considering the amount of goals that we concede. Um, so we might need a bit of a formation change, but I think Jamal Lewis has to be the only option, really to replace Matt Ritchie.
0: Lewis, how are you? Uh, Lewis is another guy who we met uh, yesterday. Good to see him. He was uh, up at the ground as well, met up with uh, Keith Patterson and Liam when we uh, when we finally announced the takeover back in October. He says, Hi Steve, nice to meet you on the train, heading home from the Arsenal game. Do you think the suspension for Ritchie and Lascelles? could actually benefit us in the next game. Yeah, 100%. Um, And I think this has happened with with managers for years, hasn't it? Um, They've inadvertently stumbled on a perfect formation by default when someone's been suspended, when someone's been injured. Suddenly they find someone who goes into a position or they find that someone who's been sitting on the bench patiently waiting for that chance comes in and suddenly puts in a man... Of the match performance, and then you know the rest, the rest takes its course and, and, and they, they remain in the team. I genuinely feel that we will find a better formation and it makes Eddie Howe's job easier because the last thing you want when you come in as a new manager, coach, whatever, is, is to come in and drop somebody, and then there's bad feeling in the dressing room. If that person can only blame themselves for missing out, and then someone comes in and does a better job than them, they've got to wait and as that person did to, to take over their position. So I think it'll be a blessing in disguise. Um, I think Lascelles really is, is deserving a rest and, and a timeout out, the, uh, the team. But it all depends on who he brings in. And Holly and I both want to see Fernandez in. I'm sure you probably do as well, Lewis. And, you know, I think most of us agree he's the best defender at the club. And maybe that will be that position sorted for the rest of the season, you know, unless there's an injury or suspension. The left-back situation, exactly the same, or the left-wing-back, whichever formation we go with. I think it's uh, it's going to take Eddie Howe and his team to look at Lewis and try and get a player out of him because he's naturally the one you would select. You, Dumit's a good defender, but he's not quick. He'll st- you, know, he's, you know. he you know. He can keep the offside. He can play the offside trap. He can get stuck in. He can put the ball and the player into row Z, um, you know, without getting a booking. But he's he's never gonna, you know, he's not gonna be able to sprint up the the wing and, and whip in a whip in a cross. So it it, it don't any how to, to to work out who his best person is in that position. You know, I personally again, and I've said this before, said it to fans yesterday, and said I've said it on the podcast. I would play Manquillo. However, Craft. I don't think he plays. I don't think he's played badly in recent games. Um, there's a player in craft, and maybe if there's there's a position he hasn't played, it, you know, could could we play craft at left back? Could you play? Could you play Manquillo in it at right back? And you know, if, if you go for a flat back four, Fernandez and Shaw, maybe that would be the best formation for now. I, I, you know, it's, it's lots of questions. It's you know, without without the answers and, and it's only going to it's only gonna develop over the next few weeks as anyhow gets to know his squad more, but yeah, I think answering your question, and I've gone the long way around about answering it, is do I think it'll benefit it? Yes, I do. Holly, do you?
1: Yeah, definitely, I think it will I think it's time that Lascelles has dropped from that team, he kind of gets the place because he's the captain. He doesn't really deserve the captain's armband, which we've said for a long time. Um, But he he just needs to have that kind of break from the team. And I think Matt Ritchie has been poor for a few games, although I thought he did get a lot of harsh feedback at the Brentford game, because I thought some of his crossing and his passing wasn't that bad. Uh, But I can understand why he did get some stick. I just thought it was a little bit harsh.
0: Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. But yeah, Lewis, thanks for that. And it was good to meet you, mate, and hopefully see you uh, on the road again uh, over the next few weeks. Just give us a shout on social media, let us know, and I'm um, always happy to meet up with people uh, before the match, uh, if we can as well, and let you know what our plans are for the for the next few uh, away games. Okay, next uh, point comes from Lee. He goes, defensive frail, he's there for all to see. Top marks for persevering to get there, though, all who travelled. Uh, yeah, 100%. Tom just wants to know if you've tried a festive bake from Greg's.
1: Yeah, yeah, for nice.
0: Yeah, me too. Not recently, though, not had one recently. Uh, tube is eating all these milligans, the uh, goodies that Holly seems to be managing to get a hold of. Uh, tells there's massive tube games coming up, must win. Here's hoping that how are the lads? Keep the faith. Yeah, lots of people saying exactly uh, uh, that as well. Private Eyes says. Big shout out to Craigs. You should stick your email address down. They might give you, they might send you something, mate. Um, for, for sticking that up there. Uh, he also, what else did he say? Private eye he said something else earlier. I've oh, missed it. i missed it now, it's gone. But um, he did say something else earlier. I think it was something about four shots and none on target. Yeah, exactly. Possession. I didn't check the possession stats out, but again, I'm sure they were a lot better um, than uh, has been under the previous manager. Paul says, well. With the worst back four I've ever seen in the Premiership, I think we're down. The captain is a joke. Um, yeah, I don't think we'll disagree on, on on the captain as a joke. I don't think we've played our, our best defence yet. But, Holly, I think a lot of people um, feel as if we're already down. And I saw a really good tweet, and I can't remember who it was today, but they went, um, If a team can win the Premier League when they're 12 points behind, then a team that's six points adrift in November can certainly stay up. I thought that was quite a good tweet this week.
1: Yeah, well, I think it's not over till it's over, isn't it? You know, you've got to wait till it's mathematically confirmed and stuff. But for me, I've been in the mindset for a few weeks now that we're just going down. And then if that changes, then brilliant. But um, it's just... Well, obviously we haven't won a game all season and you look at that side and we're still struggling. We've got a new manager in, of course, but I think until we get a few players through the door, we're not going to massively improve and that isn't going to happen till January. If we don't win a game until January, I think then, you know, you've got to kind of admit basically we're going down we're just dropping further and further down the league still bottom of the league it doesn't make good reading at all um, and then in January it depends who we bring in I think we're going to have to target the loan market mainly because I can't see many people want to sign on a permanent deal um, um, and it just depends if we can get the right loans but I'm not too worried because like if it was under Mike Ashley I would have been panicking by now um, dreading what was to come in the next few months but I think if we go down it's not the best thing, of course. You know, you'd rather stay up because it's going to put us back a couple of seasons or whatever. But I do think we'll come back up on the straight uh, straight away on the first attempt, so I'm not too worried about relegation.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's an interesting point you make. Barry says, "Do you think Joe Linton's great performance was a one-off?" Holly.
1: No, I don't. I think Joe Linton has improved a lot since he first came to the club, in my opinion. He's still not great, obviously, but I thought he was very, very poor in his first season. Um, since Eddie Howes came in, I think he's seen that little bit of a lift. He was really good against Brentford, but I think he has got a part to play in this side, and I think certainly in a relegation battle, I think he'll definitely play a part.
0: Yeah, no, Yes, I do think he should have done better with the goals. I, look, it, was, it wasn't it was by far Dubravka's best performance, but I think when you realise what kind of injury he's come back from and that was his first game back in the nets again against a team which is far superior to ours um, at this moment in time um I think he had a good game and I genuinely feel that the saves that he made in the first half kept us in it I think we could have been easily two if not three goals down in the first half had it not been for Dubravka um, I mean at one point he knocked Kraft out um, you know he was, you know, obviously wasn't completely out of it, but he was. He, he stunned him. You know he he was go- he was good yesterday. He'll only get better. Um, I still feel in January we need to buy a new goalkeeper. I think I think a new goalkeeper. Although it's not a priority because De there and he's fit. I genuinely think we need another goalkeeper. And I think we need you need to build from the back. We need a good goalkeeper, a good solid experienced centre half, another midfield player, central midfield player. And another striker. That's what I would sign in January. Four players, top of the top of the range players, whether it's on loan deals till the end of the season, or if we can get any permanent deals in, that's what I would do. Um, and I think we'll survive, but there need to be players who come in and can play in the Premier League, hit the ground running and, 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 and do well. Um, that, that's my thoughts, so you know. But yeah, you're right, definitely should have done better with the goals. Uh, still my man of the match, though, which tells you you know how bad the rest of the team performed. Kraft was rubbish, says John. Over the last few games, there's a player in there. That's what I was trying to say about Kraft. I mean, he wasn't rubbish yesterday. He wasn't the worst player on the pitch. Um, but again, wasn't man of the match by a country mile. Um, I just think, you know, if they're going to if they're gonna have to work with players, then, you know, he may well find himself in there. There's something in there that they clearly like it, but it's going to take a lot of time for them to work out, you know, exactly who they want in the team. NUFC TV says, I can't say he's being Norwich. They look up for the relegation fight more than us. Two wins and a draw in their last three. Yeah, I mean it's a point you were making to me yesterday, Holly. Um, you know, you know, you having a you know tongue-in-cheek laugh at my optimism, but you were saying you know looking at the Norwich game, yeah, you know, you're concerned about that game because they are playing well.
1: Yeah, I am concerned about it. I think the results in and around us in the table aren't going our way either. I'm not even bothering to look too much at the other results because I'm thinking, well... We're not winning games. So ultimately, if we can't win games, we're going to stay stuck at the bottom. But Mm. you do have a quick look now and then. They've drawn their last game. Burnley has drawn their last game as well, which is better than a defeat, puts them in better stead. And I think Norwich aren't as bad as we thought they were initially. Of course, we beat them 3 0 in the pre season friendly, which Mm. gives us a little bit more confidence. But it's a pre season friendly. And I think they'll turn up on Tuesday and I think they'll be up for it. And Honestly, I think there's a few fans expecting us to get an easy first win of the season and I just don't think it's going to be as easy as we think. And I think best prediction from me, if I was being positive, would probably be a 0-0.
0: Oh, God, that would be awful. That really would be. I hope you're wrong. Completely hope you're wrong. Um, and Burnley not playing today because Burnley and Spurs, of course, was called off because of uh, snow. Um, the, the weather conditions, adverse weather conditions, mean that now there will be a game in hand. Um, and, and they will hopefully play a much better Spurs team because that could be a blessing in disguise. Spurs embarrassed themselves um, in Europe this week, beaten you know beaten by a butcher and baker and candlestick maker kind of team, a part time team. And from our perspective, you know Spurs may well have got themselves sorted out, and uh, you know could, that could be dis, uh, you know quite decisive towards the back end of the season when that has to be played. Yes,
1: um, Spurs. Not the greatest, but you know, still that you know they are a good team. They've got some quality players. I think their biggest problem is the Harry Kane situation. In my opinion, I think obviously he's just not playing his best football, and they're very reliant on him, just like we are on Callum Wilson in some ways. Um, mm. but yeah, we, we are going to struggle. There's some teams in and around us that are um doing well. Burnley's game I think supposed to be rescheduled for Wednesday, which might give us a little bit of an advantage because it's not that big of a gap in between there like the Wednesday and the Saturday game, but then we've got one on Tuesday, so I suppose it kind of balances out.
0: Yeah, it does. I mean, you know, 24 hours can make a big difference with recovery time and training, etc. So, yeah, you never know. It's going to be an interesting week. Spurs, of course, um, you know... As I say, they're on the, they're not doing well at the moment, and I, I just think that that could be crucial later on in the season. Private Eye says even in the late eighties, Newcastle always had more than four shots on target against top teams. We were shocking in the eighties. Yeah, that was the conversation we are having yesterday about uh, Bobby Shinton and uh, Alan Shearer on the way back, and you know how bad the team was, and you know low crowds and etc. But yeah, you're right. Stu says open performance yesterday. How out? Oh, dear God. Uh, okay, and he can stay. But ninety percent of that squad can just off. They are nowhere near good enough for the Premier League. Mike Ashley's crap. Yeah, I, I, we need we need a major sort out. There's no doubt about that, Stu. Uh, Graham says, must go 4-3-3. Tuesday, enforce the pattern at the game early on. Dan says, to Twitter imploded with negativity after the game as well. I'm not sure why the team with the most home points this season should provoke the doom. Dan, that's the problem, isn't it, with Twitter? I, I, and I mean... I very rarely comment on a on a match day because it's just ludicrous. And you can end up wasting your entire Saturday night getting engrossed in somebody arguing the toss about Debravka's performance, what craft was like. You know, Stews there going again. Kraft is woeful. I could have had these arguments last night on the train. I didn't bother. I, I sat and spoke with people in the real world. And and you know, we, we discussed things and, and it's it, it's Twitter's awful at times. It's a great place. Um you know if, uh, when things are going well, but yeah, you've just got to take with a pinch of salt. knee jerk reactions, people are going to say this, people are going to say that. It's not a broad spectrum of the fan base. It's a, it's a small minority. A lot of people aren't on social media. A lot of people don't go on Twitter. Um, and you know, a lot of a lot of people have tried Twitter and, and decided to jack it in. So yeah, it's it's a cross section. It's a, it's of a course it's a, you know people having a jerk reaction, but you know. Uh, I wouldn't put too much. Um, I wouldn't put too much emphasis on on the opinions that come off there. I really wouldn't. When you when you you're speaking to one of three thousand people who go to the match, um, coming back on the train, you get more of a more of a conversation. People can see it for what it is. TV as well. People watch it on TV, but again, you're only seeing the angles the TV companies want want to show you. You, you get the you get the controversial action of the game repeated. But when you're watching the overall game live, as you all know from going to the home games. You can see what's what's going on in front of you. you get a better idea, and um, yeah, I'm not saying that people who don't go to the game don't understand what's going on. What I'm trying to say is that sometimes you can see it better in the flesh than than watching it on TV or not watching the game at all, which is what some people on social media do. Okay, big shout out as always to our main sponsors, Spider VPN, uh, for all your internet security. Google Spider VPN—they come up at the top of the search list. They are the boys to trust for protecting your computer and everything that is on it. Skipsandbins.com. Thank you to the guys down there as well. Telephone 0800 25, 45 25 3. Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website www.skipsandbins.com. Easy contract, free and pay-as-you-go-waste collection. Thanks also to G. Family Funeral Directors 01913897245. And qtechshop.co.uk, The makers of pool tables and snooker tables In Wallsend in Newcastle And the guy, John, who runs our website NUFCMatters.com Jab Signature as well Thank you to you for producing our flyers JabSignature.co.uk Their new range is selling well So get on and have a look and uh, if you want to subscribe to the channel, click Newcastle Legends logo in the bottom right-hand corner and you can subscribe for free. We are still managing to do seven shows a week plus a little bit of Steve Reid's true crime interviews uh, added to that as well. Hit the thumb up to like the video, click share to share to your other social media and drop into the comments box to speak to like-minded Newcastle fans. And also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and um, other podcast providers, such as Podbean, uh, we usually goes up 24 hours after the show has finished. Uh, we're also uh, putting on a few events. Uh, this is a great Christmas idea, an evening with Peter Beardsley, uh, no, an afternoon with Peter Beardsley, sorry, at the Time Theatre. Um, Sunday the 30th of January, tickets are available for that on Groupon or Wowcher. a big slashed prices on there, get yourself on, buy one for yourself, buy somebody a ticket for Christmas, Uh, well worth having a look at that Thursday the 9th of December, uh, the final Food Bank event we've got on this year and that is at Bobix, Bobix bobix.com for your tickets for that me and Supermac are in conversation that night and there'll be a a raffle uh, for the Food Bank as well the match day bucket is operational 365 days of the year. NUFCfansfoodbank.co.uk is the uh, place to make a donation online. And as I mentioned earlier, NUFCmatters.com. The Christmas jumpers are on sale, limited uh, sale on those. Happy Christmas, you cult, And the Peter Beardsley Hawk now here, uh, Christmas jumper for when he scored that wonderful hat trick on New Year's Day. The Eddie Howe t-shirts are still our bestseller. Uh, get, get your Eddie Howe t-shirts there Howe the lad And uh, your NUFC Matters membership pack Is well worth entering for uh, £25 You get a, a cup You get a scarf You get a pen And you get your membership card You also get entered in the free prize draw And uh, every month uh, One of the cult members uh, Gets a chance of winning a prize And uh, we've had two big winners so far uh, So £25 One off fee To become a cult member uh, join today at nufcmatters.com Don't forget as well my book Every Boy's Dream is on sale on Amazon and at the back page shop under that little Stock and filler and we've just announced uh, a couple of new events uh, for next year in January uh, We've got an evening with Steve Watson at the Tyneside Irish Centre Tickets for that are £12 uh, and that will be on Friday, January the 28th and on Friday, January the 14th, an evening with Mick Mahoney. Uh, get yourself along to meet Mick Mahoney, super goalie. Tickets for that are £12 as well. You just go to Newcastle Legends and click shop. And the evening we had with Peter Biesley the other night was fantastic. And he signed some limited edition T-shirts. Uh, Peter Biesley there on top of the Subutio pedestal. Uh, there's only 25 of these available. Um, they are £30 plus package and postage. And they are all individually signed. Peter Beardsley. So get yourself on nufcmatters.com if you want to grab yourself a bargain. And uh, we will be taking the last bids on the Toon Tickler t-shirt, which uh, all proceeds, of course, go to the Food Bank, at Steve Raith on Twitter. Get yourself on there if you want to bid. Uh, Bid now and um, whatever the bid is uh, in the next 15 minutes will be the winning bid and that money will all go to the Food Bank. So uh, £40 at the moment it's at by Adam McKeown, if you want to bid on that, you've got about 15 minutes left. OK, um, let's go back to the chat. Could Debravka have done more for the goals? First one, tight angle. Second one, a bit hesitant, says John. I've already answered that. What was your take on Dubravka's performance yesterday? Do you Do you think I was right or do you disagree?
1: No, yeah, I said to Bravko, as my man of the match, I thought you just saw why he should be in the net instead of Carl Darlo. First game back after such a long injury. He played very, very well, especially in the first half, made some crucial saves. And yes, he probably could have done better with some of the goals, but ultimately we were going to concede at some some point regardless. And no matter who we had in that goal, you could have the best goalkeeper in the world. We weren't going to keep every single shot out of that net. So you could argue the toss and say, oh, maybe he should have done better for the first goal or whatever. But I think he had a very good game and I'm not going to criticise him too much.
0: Yeah. Um, Holly, would we, be, would we be better with a conventional back four? I, I often think we would be, but I'm old fashioned. What about you, Holly? Would you like to, to do that?
1: Yeah, I hate playing with five at the back with the wing backs. I'm just not a fan at all. I think it would be a lot better with a back four, especially if we change up who's in the defence. If you see the likes of Matt Ritchie and Jamal Lacelles drop from the team, obviously they are suspended. But if they don't come back into the side and we kind of bring the likes of Fernandez and Lewis in, then I think the back four would suit us a lot better.
0: Yeah, Gary says, I know Richie isn't a wing back, but he's got to come out with the team. He keeps getting caught under the ball. Yeah, I mean, not very often you may me criticise Richie, but he had an absolute stinker yesterday for me. And uh, yeah, Holly's not been a fan uh, for the last few weeks. Um, you know, you can't defend the indefensible, and he hasn't. he didn't cover himself in glory. He's out of the team now, so we will see what happens on Tuesday. Ian, uh, our new club member, he got his membership today. Hi, Stephen, Holly. What did you make of Willock's performance? I was at the game, and I thought he bottled a lot of the 50-50 challenges. Certainly saw him bottle one. Ian, um, Holly, what did you make of Willock? He's not not uh, you know he's not doing that well, is he? To be fair.
1: You know, I wasn't impressed at all with Joe Willock. I thought he would have been a lot more up for it. Obviously, Arsenal was his former club. Wants to prove a point, you know, you shouldn't have let us go sort of thing. And he didn't really do that at all. I think Arsenal will be laughing all the way to the bank that we paid £20 million for him. Um, had a lot of pressure on his shoulders coming into the club. A lot of a lot of weight on his shoulders, a lot of pressure put on him. But he really hasn't stepped up this season. And in that game, I thought it was bang average, if not below average. And I thought John Joe Shelby was far better in the midfield than Joe willick
0: yeah, I would agree. And UFC TV says have a bad feeling that they will put Clark in on Tuesday for themselves. It's funny, I he said that earlier. Um, you know, he may well, he may well do that. But if he doesn't, I think we need to know why Fernandez isn't getting the game. If he does put Clark back in, we need to know that. That that is one thing we need to know. Um, I still think we'd get a result with Clark and the team mind. As I, I am still confident that we're going to get something out of Norwich. I think we'll get. I think we'll get our first win. There's Holly smiling straight away. Uh, Graham Coleman says, uh, "Didn't expect a result at Arsenal. Nevertheless, the two need to win the next two home games. No ifs or buts. You're right." Alan says, "Joe Linton back in the jumble sale. Richie's not a left back. How are you, man? Richie was crap, Steve. Yeah, he was. He was crap, Alan. I'm not denying it. He was. I said he was yesterday." The cells rubbish. Yep, I agree. Fraser needs 10 to 15 games. Wilson is getting frustrated, Holly.
1: Yeah, Fraser, I wasn't impressed with Fraser. I I know a few people said that he did all right, but I just thought it was pretty rubbish again. um, Far too kite. Well, we put him on the back post at one point when we had a a cross coming in and he's like literally the smallest person on the pitch. It clearly wasn't going to work and then ultimately we found ourselves in a bad position because we almost kind of conceded. Um, Just very, very silly. I don't think that he's particularly great. he will have a chance in this team because we don't have a lot of wealth on the right hand side, really. Um obviously you can put ASM on that side, but he's a lot better on the left. And, you know, I think that, yeah, Matt Ritchie is obviously a lot better as a winger rather than a left back. I think everyone knows that, but we're just kind of stuck in the left back position. And we have been for years.
0: Yeah, uh, evening all. Make a curry, says Roger. What kind of curry is it, Roger? I hope it's a hot one. Um, I, I do like a Madras lad. Um, <laughs> maybe send it for the next away trip in the car. I'll <laughs> send some bowls and a, uh, bowls and a uh, spoon or a fork. Sydney goes. LaSalle's and Richie suspended. This positive drop craft would be another one. Look at the next two, win them, and we're likely to be three points behind Everton. Yeah, that's it, big confident mate. Uh, bigger boys says, I don't think, La- I don't think Lassell, Shelby, and Joe Linton should be anywhere near the first team.
1: Harsh on Shelby and Joe Linton, I think. I think, Shel- obviously, Shelby's been poor for a while, but I think he's coming into good form now and he's doing very well. So, why you would take him out of that team, I really don't know because, as well, we don't have a lot of great players on the bench in midfield, so I think Shelby's our best option at the moment. Um, Joel Linton wasn't the best against Arsenal, but I don't think he was bad. Played very well against Brentford, and I think he has got a part to play this season, and I 100% agree. I just want him gone as soon as possible.
0: Uh, Toon 2020 says, Willock's the new Kennedy. Dunnell says, Willock's definitely not firing. I mean, Paul says, Willock was poor yesterday, ball-watching, getting beaten at the ball every time. He definitely bottled one of those challenges. Um... Yeah, just so much so much negativity, I guess, around Willock. Um, Paul, Willock got what he wanted, a long deal on a decent wage. Um, yeah, yeah, he's not covering himself in glory, is he?
1: Not at all. It's very disappointing as well because he had so much kind of praise the season before, a lot of high hopes for Joe Willock and there's just something not working. But I think he needs to spell out to the team because I think the fact that he's playing every week and he's not having a good game won't be doing anything for his confidence.
0: Alan says A championship defence Which has had zero investment Since we were in the championship True It's going to take a while For Eddie to turn it around Definitely a win Possibly two In our next home game Yeah I think we can do it I do really think we can do it The signs of life Jordi Tubalife says um, Oh big You could not have watched the match Shelby was man of the match I don't think he was man of the match I think Dubravka was Um, I thought Shelby was okay yesterday He wasn't the worst He's been Um, Two shots on Two shots on target um, and certainly was putting a bit more effort in than normal. Um, so he was better. I thought Shelby showed a lot more yesterday, says Donald. Yeah, I would agree. Greg says, if we're more than 10 points adrift by January, do you think our owners would resist investing? Great question, Greg. Um no, I think they'll invest. Um, but I was having this conversation with Lewis and um who I met on the train yesterday about, you know, the the investment plan and I still feel that the the gap is very important. I think if Newcastle are fourth bottom, I think it'll be easier to attract players and I think it'll be easier to um, persuade players to come because they'll see this fight and the team, they say they've got themselves from six points adrift to above the, the bottom three. And people will buy into the idea. They may come on loan with a view to a permanent move. I think if we're six points adrift still, come January or furthermore, 10 points like you say, I think they'll still want to invest. I just think they'll find it difficult to persuade people to come to the club who are, you know, premiership players. Um, it's going to be interesting. It really is. And, and and I keep pointing out as well that Amanda Mirdad and Jamie Rubin are, yeah, 10, they've got 20% between the three of them. Um, all of the major decisions that are going to be made at our football club will still have to be overlooked and decided and agreed on by the major shareholder, which is PIF. So... You know it's gonna be interesting to see how the whole structure works and who is you know who you know people you know who is gonna make those decisions it they're gonna make it as a collective but PIF have the final say really don't they? They've got eighty percent that's the way I would look at it. So yeah, what about what about you, Holly, on that if we're investing you know, if we're more than 10 points adrift, do you think the owners would resist investing?
1: I don't think that they would resist investment because they want to. I think it'll be the case that you said that we won't actually be able to attract the players, therefore we won't obviously spend the money. Um, but I, I think in the summer then you'd see obviously mass investment, and I think the need to try and do that the best that they possibly can, which I'm sure they will, because if they then think, which will be ridiculous and it won't happen, but if they then think, oh, we um, well we're not going to manage to turn it around, it's too late now the fans would really, really get on their back and I could understand that because ultimately we need to at least try and stay up and that's what we haven't seen in previous windows. The summer window gone when Ashley was trying to sell the club, he didn't even make an attempt to try and improve the squad and that was the biggest frustration.
0: I love Jan's idea. Win the next two games and then cancel, due to snow, all December games and Bob is your uncle.
1: I would take that, but uh, I don't think we'll be that lucky.
0: (laughs) classic, Gary says good evening Stephen Holly, there is one thing I'd like to say about NUFC which you can feel the presence of the squad that they are working together for a better performance and we can all see that yeah
1: yeah yeah. I think the squad are working better together, I think it's just it's so so difficult and that's what confused me against Brentford is you saw that obviously the attack was good and the defence was struggling and then I felt the opposite against Arsenal so I'm like not really sure where it's going wrong sometimes
0: Blue Moon Boy says, do you think we'll be relegated? I do, but how should we be kept on to get us straight back up? Can you ask us that next Sunday, Blue Moon Boy? Because I, I think if we, lose, if we lose these next two games, I can't see we're getting out of it. Holly?
1: Well... Obviously, if we won the next two games, then it would be a very different answer. But currently, yeah, I think we, we, we will be relegated. And if that changes, then fantastic. But that's my mindset for a few weeks. But if you went off gut instinct now, you'd say we'd stay up, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, I think there's, I still think there's plenty of time to turn it round. I still, I mean, Watford got beat today, I think. Um, there's, there's still time. But there's, there, it's about confidence as well. If we go into these two games and we we don't get the points that we need, I don't even know. I don't even know if one win, you know, is going to be good enough. I think it's you know suddenly the results go against it, and they have been over the last few weeks. If we find ourselves nine points behind, oh god, I just I just can't see it. I can't see. It. I've been in relegation fights before, and there's a team there that's clearly trying, but clearly maybe's aren't good enough. But it's, it's a big week, biggest seven days in in the history for a while. Paul says, six points, it's two wins. I think if we're around five points from safety in January, I think we've got a chance of staying up if we spend on the squad. The game comes back down to what I was saying, though, about those players. Who are you going to attract if you're five points adrift? You know, who are you going to attract? Paul says, good uh, good goal by Andy Carroll. He did score for Redden, didn't he? Was it Redden at the weekend? Great show, by the way, Holly and Steve. Thanks. Thank you. To, Tom says, question for Holly, in January what sort of the players do you think might leave Newcastle?
1: I don't think we'll see many players leave, um, if they do leave you might see one or two defenders leaving, I think in the midfield I don't, I, don't, I think we might see a midfielder go, I think someone and I know this, like Probably won't make you the happiest, but I think you could see someone like a Matt Ritchie leave because I think his time's kind of coming to a close at the club. I feel like obviously he's had a few bad games, played out of position fair enough, but I don't think he's going to get that chance on the wing. And I think obviously he's getting on a bit now; he's into his thirties. So I think someone like a Ritchie could leave players that we've had for a few years in the championship and aren't getting the look in. But I don't think mm. we'll see a massive kind of switch around.
0: I don't think I don't think we'll see Ritchie leaving in January. Um, I could see him leaving in the summer. Uh, but I don't think we'll see him leaving. Then I think I think he's too much of a positive influence around the dressing room, whether he's playing or not. I think um, and I think Eddie Howe knows that, and I think he'll need blue chip players around him and experienced players around him in this relegation fight. That's my view on that. But um, yeah, I I think Holly's right. I, I think there'll be there'll be players coming in. I'd be surprised if we we'll see anybody going out. But you know, watch this. At this space.
1: Rate, I wouldn't be surprised to see Fernandez leave.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, he's not getting a game. Um, you know he's not getting a game. You know they have tried in the past to get rid of Dwight Gale. Um, there's clearly an issue there. Um, but yeah, let's let's see. I mean, you you, you would like to have think when Eddie out in there was a clean slate for all, but at this moment in time, I think we'll know again better after these two games if Dwight Gale and, and Fernandez don't feature that they're the surplus to requirements and something's clearly gone on or something's not been told. Um, to the fans, as what 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 the problem is with these players. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Tom is optimistic. He's going for a three-one win on Tuesday night. Uh, Tell says, I believe one win will set us on our way back. Confidence will flood back. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I'm not going to disagree, Tell. I think you know Newcastle. Newcastle are the same as every other team. Bit of confidence goes a long way. Confidence in football. Keegan said it many a time. And that's why he was a, a king of man management um, and, and building players up and they achieved and achieved. And you just get that win. It's that elusive win. Uh, 13 games now without a win. It's, it, it's into the top five or six, I think, um, of all time, um, you know, of, of worst run since the start of the season. Need to break that jinx on Tuesday. Paul says PIF chuck money at everything they've got shares in. Don't worry about investment; it will definitely come. Okay, I've been really paid off since yesterday. But after listening to you, Stephen Holly, uh, I'm now like, yeah, we can do this. How are the lads? Oh, well, I'm glad we're giving you a bit of a mental health boost there, mate. Paul says, what's happened to the head down road runner Almaron? Yeah, he's not really featured a great deal. I mean, he came on yesterday. Um, difficult game to judge him in. I think. I think he could still play his part, and I, I don't know who the guy was who was standing next to us yesterday who, uh, who chatted with us throughout the game. Uh, apologies but for not knowing who, he, who you are, but he was. We were talking about this, and I pointed to the fact that you know Al Niron played well when we had Rondon Perez and him playing in that little triangle, you know what I mean? And when he's got a system that he can play it to, he's, he's not a bad player, and he played well then, and he got a few goals, and he's dangerous, and he's got a bit of pace, but at the minute. And we're in transition. Anyhow, he's only had a couple of games. Um, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's still just the same. But yeah, I mean, I still think we can we can get something out of Almira and Holly.
1: Yeah, I do. I'm a big fan of Mickey. It's sad to see the kind of player that he's turned into after coming into the club and being such a breath of fresh air, really changing up the game. I think it's the same problem the likes of Callum Wilson are having in the attack is that. These players don't really play well when they're isolated and Almiron's often isolated. He can't really get in the game. He runs with no real purpose. But if he found like a front three or some kind of formation that gelled well together and they could play with each other, then I think he would come back into good form, but that's not going to happen anytime soon.
0: Dan says, Dwight Gale's sitting on his contract. Funny how it comes to transfer and he gets injured. Uh, He knows what he's doing. Fair point. Mark says, let's be real. We are rock bottom. The only way is up or down. Very true. Darren says, for those who don't know, Newcastle versus Norwich is on Amazon Prime. Thanks for that. Uh, Doug says, was it allegedly Fernandez leaking information to the media? Was he the mole? Who knows? Uh, End Gale's contract, says Dan. Uh, Stephen says, with our backs against the wall, the last thing I would want is the doom and gloom merchants watching my back. (laughs) Very true. Yeah, very true. There's a lot of that goes on, especially on social media. Mark says, Miggy has been bruised. Yeah, him and a few other players, it has to be said. Alan says, if we did go down, they would not lose many players because we'd not get rid of them through their wages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, again, and the in the bizarre contracts that Ashley used to hand out. Uh, Ryan says, Miggy is still better uh, stat-wise than ASM. Yeah, he flattened the deceive again yesterday. He wasn't really in the game, was he, ASM?
1: No, he wasn't, um, and I think maybe when it's kind of away games like that, where you know you're probably not going to get anything when you're playing the likes of Arsenal or a Man City or Chelsea, someone like that, you should probably just put him on the bench because it's risking an injury, and he's pretty much wasted in the game.
0: Yeah, definitely, we are not going down, says Sydney. Good, more confidence. Can't help but feel Jones has fallen out with Fernandez. Hmm, interesting.
1: Wait and that's see. one thing I think you know that's why I was a little bit worried when Graeme Jones was staying on because I think then it's not really a full fresh start because regardless whether Eddie Howe says he's going to take influence or not I think Graeme Jones will influence some of his decisions about mm. who goes in the team
0: I'm going to chuck this at you uh, Talk Sport our favorite channel um said if you uh, this was this was Gabby abunglaho of course a fully a fully, uh, a fully uh, confessed expert on Newcastle United. Um, He said, if you offer someone 40k a week for Newcastle or 30k a week to play for Brentford, they'd pick Brentford. Because let's be honest, players don't want to live in Newcastle. What did he make of that, Holly?
1: Ridiculous argument. Um, Very lazy kind of comments to make when it shows you've got a lack of knowledge, no weight to back it up. And I think it's an argument that's been made time and time again by people with an agenda against Newcastle who are a bit pissed off that we now have um, investment and we have a chance of getting success in the future. And I think that's why they're just kind of lashing out and stuff like that. But I think it's rubbish. I think it's a load of rubbish. The projects there, if the form improves, you'll see players that do want to come to Newcastle. Not now, but that's because of the league position we're in. Not anything about um, where the city is or anything like that and I think to be honest with you you can't really say that when you haven't played for the city you could ask the likes of Warren Barton, Rob Lee and they tell you a very different story
0: Yeah, uh, I, again I would agree Would you see St Maximum staying if Math, uh, as Matthew asks if we went down?
1: Yes, I think he would if for a year if we got promoted first attempt I think he'd happily stay but obviously if we didn't then he would be gone um, but I think we could manage to hold him for a year
0: uh, Darren. No, I didn't hear that. Uh, he says, "Did did anyone hear Darren Lewis, the journalist here on Sky Sports, is an agenda against Newcastle from referees?" Uh, would you say there was an agenda? I mean, yesterday the referee was poor. I, I felt as he was a bit of a Homer Stuart Atwell yesterday. Everything went for them. Um, uh, you know, certainly, certainly on yesterday's performance, you could see him having an argument for that.
1: Yeah, it feels like that sometimes, and I think we are at the start of the season. It felt like that was just constantly going against us as well. That's calmed down a little bit, but that referee was poor yesterday. Does feel like that sometimes, but I think we are also just rubbish, to put it bluntly. So you know we're not getting results regardless, but we should have had a few free kicks that just weren't given yesterday for sure.
0: JJ is talking about hat trick hero Anderson uh, this week. He says I'd love to see Anderson giving a go. He's a young Ross Barkley. Yeah, we've talked about giving him a go on this show before, and um, Eddie Howe might do. You know, you never know. He's he's certainly spending a lot of time going around watching all the games. Holly, isn't
1: he? Yeah. Yes, and I would love to see Elliot Anderson come into the side. Big risk, kind of putting in youngsters, switching about the team when you're in a relegation battle. But if the players aren't performing and we're not winning games, what's the harm in the in the reality of it?
0: Doug says more gobby than Gabby. I like it. Uh, Alan says blue. Um, Graham Jones has a lot to answer for. The players are not playing. Uh, it's weird that we had a Graham Jones love in last year, and now that you know people are questioning Graham Jones's, um, you, know, you know, tactics, motivation, uh, question marks as to whether it's him and she fell out with Fernandez. It's it is interesting to see. Um, Gabby's from my neck of the woods, says Julie. uh, But my God, a football genius. He is not. Uh, Yeah, I would agree with that, Julie. Uh, Mark, yeah, you're right. He says, talk sport, try to wind us up all the time. Don't respond. Uh, I won't. Uh, Jordy Tumbalay says, um, oh, yeah, that was something there. Private conversation name any talk sport pundits who you rate is a decent i can name none i do like jim white Well, a soft spot for jim white derek he's all right and i've met him personally and you know he's had us on the show and he's always been very fair to me so i do like jim white and i know he's a presenter he's impartial um other than that yeah there's not many mates uh who, who i've got time for i wonder who gerard had in mind from nufc he has an interest and who knows gary i don't know anything about that um Anderson is injured says Crixus yes he um uh, I, I, Dan now says he isn't injured I, I don't know whether he is or not uh yeah that by Dan Lewis absolutely true we're only getting the obvious decisions no 50 50s are going our way says Tom uh Stephen says we'll talk sport have a discussion on the rights and wrongs of Arsenal's Rwanda connection I, I doubt it very much uh what are the Suns saying? Uh, we are the smelliest, fan. don't read that rag, Roger, don't read that, don't get sucked into that rubbish, you might as well read the sport uh, 2-9 says, get Jeff Stellan on the phone to talk sport, <laughs> title of Pong on the Time, was it Roger, I've never seen it mate, I, I don't intend to read it um, at all Still think it's a leaving gift to the Pigeon Charlie. we should have made him do the bleep test, <laughs> Paul, that's funny um, Brian Sweeney says, I really like how But I don't think he's got what it takes for us. Hopefully he can get enough out of us. I think he'll get sacked for next season. (laughs) I don't think that's going to happen.
1: No, I think I do have faith in Eddie Howe. And if we do go down, I don't think that'll be his fault because I think the damage was done before the new owners came in by Ashley and Steve Bruce. And in the Championship, I think he'd be a very good manager if it did come to that.
0: Yeah, um, it's it's just weird, isn't it? It's just a it, it's just a weird scenario at the moment. It just doesn't feel real to take over by the managers, in. it's it just feels as if. You know, everything's happened so quickly. It's just going to take a bit of getting used to for people. But, um, yeah, I think how will do okay. I do. Fernandez may still struggle from long COVID, says Derek. Good point. Yeah, there's always that feeling of controversy from us as Newcastle fans, but it might just be something as simple as that. Um, if we have a sponsor in Barbrook, we'll can we be sponsored by Disney or Saudi? Own them outright. And- Maybe you don't know. I'd find McGee if he turns backwards towards our goal more than five times in a game, says JJ. Um, Roger says he doesn't read The Sun. It was on Twitter. All right, okay, I'll have a look. I'll have a look for that. For them three games, Graham Jones was in charge. He was still playing Bruce Ball. Uh, Lots of people feeling that Graham Jones still is having a major influence. Southern Press views on the northeast is bordering on racism, says Stephen. And uh, lads and lasses... Uh, we don't. We we won't go down. Don't worry. Trust me. We'll stay up. Lots of positivity in the chat, which is uh, which is really nice. And uh, keep it going. And um, we, we need to be positive. We need to be supportive of the manager and the football club at this moment in time. Good idea, Dan. We have been a Mickey Mouse team for the last fourteen years. Not going to argue with that. Three things top of my list: uh, Lascelles, Jones, and the Sports Direct signs. Uh, that's his to go list. That is. Lee says, uh, "Strange how many uh, how envy manifests itself. We are grateful to be Geordies and have a sense of belonging. They are just jealous." Uh, Lee, we'll leave your uh, we'll leave it tonight with uh, those words of wisdom. Ryan is asking me Spencer versus Crawford winner. Um, I'm going Crawford, man. Um, I'm going points with Crawford. If we played like the last couple of games all season, we would have a few wins. It's going to be in the right direction. Okay, Mark, you were the last person to comment. Holly, uh, as always, that hour just flies over too quickly. Uh, Go back and uh, uh, enjoy your relaxing Sunday, and I will see you uh, on Tuesday night at the Dog and Parrot with Malcolm. Look forward to seeing you then. Take care.
1: Take care. Bye.